Well, kia ora, everyone. One of the sessions at the Seeds Conference was about books. Now, I love books, and I've been a fan of the 232 podcast for a while. Um, that's with Sean Barnes and Carl Davidson. So I asked them to join me for a conversation about books, why they love them, why they matter. And then we also dive into a book that I'm about to publish called The Apple Tree, which is a picture book with a deeper meaning behind it. So I explain all about that, what it is, and if you're interested in finding out more about that, there's a link in the description. I just got a delivery of 5,000 copies, so I kind of need your help now to get the word out about the book. So let me know if you would like a copy. It's the type of thing that would make a great gift for a family member or someone who's helped you on your journey. And I also encourage you to check out their podcast, which you can find the link for in the description. There's a lot of great discussion of amazing books, and I've certainly enjoyed listening to every single episode. Now let's get into this conversation with Carl, Sean, and me. Up next, we've got uh, Sean Barnes and Carl Davidson from the 232 uh, Degrees podcast, um, which is all about unlocking great books. Um, and he'll be, they'll be joined by Stephen Stephen Moe. Um, without further ado, um, I'd like to introduce Sean Barnes and Carl Davidson. Um, thank you for joining okay. us. We thought we'd come in together today, so we're breaking the Zoom rules. <laughs> Great, and I'm here too. Well, there's a little transition as people jump around because there's lots of different options. It's one of the problems is that I think all of us would like to be in every single room downloading what's going on because um, I am jumping between them and they're really amazing things going on. So th for the two of you guys, like I've I've been a fan of your podcast, the 232 podcast, which is really focused on books. And I love your format. It's the two of you just having a conversation that you probably would have had anyway, right? But yeah. you've got the recording equipment on, you're listening to each other. And the thing I love about it is that you jump from like, let's talk about a self-help book. And then it's like an epic novel. And then Dr. Seuss. And you seem to <laughs> weave in like, there's all these different flavors of books. So I just thought it would be really fun to have the two of you on this, you know, yeah. little half hour slot to fun. talk about books, because books is something that I love as well. So I'm kind of interposing yeah. into your world. Um, I'd love to hear a bit more about you and, and the books that you love. Um, and then maybe you can ask me some questions as well. But how did you end up talking, you know, about books? Well, we well we talk about books. Um, so <laughs> I always I always like to say, Carl, I was a, I was a solution looking for a problem. Um, right. I, I was I was really interested in the format of podcasting. Um, yeah, I've listened to podcasts. You, you've listened to podcasts yeah, for a long time yeah. as well. And and what I love about podcasting is um, the long format. You know, like you you you're getting. You've got everything from your five-minute podcasts all the way through to your, uh, some of them, I mean, some of the Joe Rogans go for, they seem to go for about 18 yeah. hours, but, um, but you know, like that, that idea that you can have a longer conversation with someone and um, we, yeah, we, so we, we realized that every time we catch up, which was, I don't know, yeah. probably monthly, I suppose we used to catch up, we'd probably spend about half our time talking about 
books yeah. yeah like what are you reading also i mean it's yeah. look it's a great way to get to know somebody right steve like what are you reading what did you read last what are you reading next yeah is that why you're doing it well, yeah. no, no, no. And because it's about the connection yes. right like yeah I, totally it's totally. like you know where does the book fit in where does it mm. fit into your life mm. but where does it fit into the the rest of the literature yeah like, how do we make sense of this yeah and and what we thought about with the podcast was not lots of people there's not lots of people talking about books books yeah and and can we prompt some conversations but also what what so what like yeah. you read a book so what well steve you know it's, yeah. it's even more interesting than that this is mm. paradox isn't there where you meet people who read all the time and then you still meet people who say well i haven't read a book in years yeah you know i'm too busy I'm, you know who, who's got time to read and that's so, from, true, from yeah. a social science point of view that's really interesting to me there are people that couldn't imagine life without books and there are other people that haven't opened one in years yeah and, and that, actually that latter thing is a real issue isn't it yeah. because books seem to be one of those things that people drop off you know logically you, you fill up your life yeah um and you meet people who always have that paradox of i really love books but i don't have time so <laughs> but also equally um you were very firm on this Carl, is that we didn't want to do a book podcast that just gave the book in four minutes or 20 minutes or whatever because that's defeating the whole purpose. Well, and there's plenty of places people yes. can go for that, right? Like it has to be about you and me and our relationship to the book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was really where we started. And yeah, just yeah. Just um yeah, as I said to you before, I mean it's it's very easy to sit with Carl and talk. <laughs> Because it's a great conversation. There's a Robin Inns quote that we love, right? You know, Robin Inns, the the TV guy and the the comedian says, I don't escape into books. I launch out of them. Oh, nice. I've I've always loved that. Like, if I was to get a tattoo, you know, launching out of books, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You never know. So, yeah. And what's been interesting is that, like, some of the feedback, which, which makes us excited about the fact that people listen and take something away, is... Um, I mean, I've had friends saying they start started reading again. Yeah, and and all it took was um, hearing about a book that made them interested enough to go and get it from the library or buy it. Sometimes walk past one in the shop and go, "Oh, that was the one the guys were talking about." Pick it up, read it, yeah, and then they read another one. And so I, like, I mean, cool. we in that first season, you know, we deliberately pulled out a bunch of books that we knew people were talking about. People like like Atomic Habits, like yes. Range, and that enabled us to use those as a jumping off point into you know a whole lot of uh, other books and other thoughts and mm. more mm. deeper philosophical thoughts, mm. right? So yeah, and yeah, that's exactly, amazing. You know, and I think the thing, I think the thing as well, um, when you think about books, like literacy itself is um, relatively recent in some ways. You know, if we went back a couple hundred years, it wasn't like mm. people could actually read. So it's yeah. this. I view it as like this amazing treasure trove that you could walk oh, into, sure. uh, you know, my favorite thing is to walk into a secondhand bookstore yes, and, oh, yes. and yes. you know, yeah. the, the yeah. smell of the books and, you know, yeah. just opening something up. And then it's like, oh, this was written in 1872 yeah. or, yeah. you know, even older. And it's yeah, like it's a little, isn't it? a little slice of life of a person. And in my, so I love family history and my great, great grandfather wrote a book in the late 1870s. Oh, wow. Um, I found it because I was researching and plugged his name into Google. Essentially, it came up, found the oh, only wow. copy left at the Library of Congress in America. Like it wasn't a famous book. It was just yeah, like no, no, this random person in Virginia wrote what he was observing about nature. And it's fascinating to read because he's talking in it and he's saying, um, 
you know, winged machines will never transport humans. And, <laughs> you know, but you can understand it in the 1870s. Oh, sure. yeah, it was yeah. like, there's What's no the way you could picture, ever it? do it. Yeah. But, but so I love so, the fact that it can transport you, I guess, from your reality into someone else's world. Yeah, yeah in multiple ways. Yeah. Like you say, you're time traveling back there, but also, you know, great authors can make you time travel into the. Well, future. yeah. So that yeah. whole notion of echoing down generations, Steve, might be a great moment to segue. And let's talk about <laughs> your book, which is precisely about echoing down generations. Do you want to tell us what inspired you to write this? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. <laughs> so this is, it's a book called The Apple Tree. And I wrote a little short story. Um, yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, I wrote a short story um, called The Apple Tree. And essentially was, I meet a lot of people in my work and they're doing amazing things. You two are included in them. And actually most of the people who are joining the conference are in different rooms. For sure. Each each person cool, is it? doing something that they don't necessarily see the result right away. And mm -hmm. it might might not happen for a week, might not happen for a month, might not happen for 10 years. And sometimes we can get frustrated or get tired of the work, the mahi that we're doing because we don't see the immediate result, particularly mm -hmm. in a social media age where we want to post and get 100 likes, you know, because that legitimizes it. So I wrote this little short story about an apple tree and um, it's feeling like it's not, having a place or meaning in its life that nothing has counted in its whole life. And actually at the end, there's like a, oh, actually you did have impact. You did have meaning. And so I posted that um, on a actually European little journal place and had a whole bunch of people. Um, it's called the empty square. So a shout out to them there. They, they publish lots of different things and then had people writing to me saying I was crying at the end of the short story and it was making me reflect on how the work I'm doing matters. So then I went out and talked with Preston Hegel, who's an amazing guy over at Exchange, yes. and said, is there an illustrator that you could connect me with? Because I love the idea that yeah. writing is one form of art and mm -hmm. you know, drawing is a, illustrating is another. And I admit mm -hmm. I'm not that side. So Cricket McCormick was the amazing illustrator who did the all of the illustrations and then um, Jamie Small, who's an MC in the other room, he helped to pull it together at WordChop to make it look really nice and professional. So yeah, that's the origin of it. And I've just, Caxton Press is printing 5,000 copies. So kind of going right. out on a limb that it will resonate and we'll see what happens next. Yeah, this guy cried. Steve, I'm one, <laughs> Steve, I am one of the guys who cried. Right? So you, you can mark that. And, and yeah. not only did no, I cry, yeah. but I gave my copy to my mum, who also cried. So, so there's two. So yeah. we're talking as professional <laughs> okay. podcasters here. This is a remarkable parable, right? It works. Like, mm. we think it really works. We think it works in terms of helping people understand that the impact they're having might not be immediate, but also it's a love letter to the people that have had an impact in your life, right? Mm. As you say at the end, who is the apple tree in your life? This is a, re a remarkable book, and I, mm. it's the sort of thing you should buy and give away. I'm not just saying this because we're at your conference. It's the sort of thing you should buy and give away to people in your life that have made an impact. I, I'm, I come from a family of teachers, right? And I'm, I'm reminded that teachers have an impact that echoes True. down the generation mm. that they often mm. don't get to see or they certainly don't get to see immediately. And that's kind of the vibe that you're getting to in this book. There's lots of apple trees in education. There's lots there? of apple yeah. trees in education. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I'm glad you picked that up because my grandmother was a teacher and she used, right. she used to teach new entrants. 
And then, you know, yeah. 25 years later, these grown people would approach her and say, oh, Mrs. Mo, you wow. were my first teacher. Yeah. You introduced me to a love of learning. And it's that amazing, you know, cycle of like, oh, you don't yeah. see the impact right away, but you are having impact. And, and the notion of seeds, right, which goes back to your seeds podcast, the the, the other book you've written about, the lessons you've learned from the seeds yes. podcast. We yeah. love the metaphor of seeds. Yeah. So what um has you, you're a man of parables, you know? Like I'm really fascinated by the the, the Stephen Moe brain, I suppose. Like <laughs> how does the like do you do you think metaphorically a lot, and and also you know what influence has your faith had on that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, I'm now, I'm I'm happy to share, you know, I'm kind of in my mid 40s. So I'm 47 right, right. now. I've yeah. had, it's a good age, you know, I'm happy with yeah. this age. I've had a, a life experience. I've, I've mm -hmm. lived in Tokyo and London I've, and America, and I've had various experiences. And I think what I've learned is that oftentimes the most powerful messages that you can give are conveyed by the simplest of stories. So mm -hmm. if you tried to put what I'm the, the heart of that book, if I tried to write a textbook, you know, <laughs> yes. and I went through like footnoting yeah. 500 yeah. authors yeah. and said, well, here's the 25,000 word version of what, why what you're doing matters. It yeah. just wouldn't resonate in the same way. Um, yeah. I got a lovely email just yesterday. I, I, I'm kind of giving the book away a lot. I'm not a great business person here, um, but I gave it to someone. <laughs> You're a very and, generous person. And yeah. they, they go into Christchurch Women's Prison uh -huh. working with Wahine. Um, yes. And yeah. they, they took the book and they read it to 14 women. And they said at the end of it, it unlocked a kind of, they used the word a, a tapu space, like a mm -hmm. sacred space. Mm -hmm of allowing people to grieve and have tears for the fact that they didn't have an apple tree role yeah. in their life, that the yeah. system had left them out. And so that that email was so powerful to me that it was helping people. And they've left oh, a copy sure. in the prison now that other people can have. So yeah, I think yeah. speaking in, you used the great word, parables, you know, like it's mm. it's a it's a story about the deeper meaning. And my intent with the story is actually people might pick it up. This is the this is the new version here, the Caxton Press version. So they might pick it up and they would go, oh, great. I'm going to read that to my eight-year-old. Hmm. And the eight-year-old's going to enjoy it. But the adult who reads it is going to get to the end and go, Absolutely. okay, <laughs> there's yeah. something yeah. deeper yeah. here that is resonating. And the child's going to turn to the adult and say, why are you crying? Why are you <laughs> crying? Yeah. 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 But there's a, okay, there's a tradition, obviously, of books that work like this, right? You know, children's books that are not really children's books that have a profound impact. Well, we were talking about, I mean, we talked about Dr. Zeus, which is one of the, um, the places obviously, that resonated yeah. with you as well. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, a yeah. author yeah. Who, yeah. who has this ability to... Um, yeah, maybe next time you can write the version that rhymes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Take <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell us, did it did it come to you in a flash of inspiration? Did you write it all at once? That, mm, the original well, short story. Yeah, I mean, one of the things to know about me is that I I'm always writing. So I've written books about the future mm. of business. You know, like reimagining business. What could it be? And I and anything I write, I try to weave in quotes from people that will resonate yeah. so i'm writing anyway that particular story i think i just kept meeting these amazing people particularly because of seeds you know i'm mm, i've yeah. interviewed mm, 366 mm. people yeah, no, it's incredible. Like, yeah. the, the latest guy is um amazing tatipine o'regan 
So yeah. hearing oh. his life story and realizing that, you know, 83 years old, he's influenced and been influenced by yeah. so many people. So I think um, it just came out very quickly. That's the short answer is once I started, it was like, it came out. The, yeah. the beauty of it is that I didn't know how it was going to end as I was writing it. Like I was writing mm. and, and then you guys know the apple tree is here and then there's a stream and then something happens that means all the apples are falling into the river or the stream and they're being it washed away. Mm. Um, and I didn't know exactly what was going to happen next, but I just kept going. And yeah. So that's... Where, did the, where did the reveal of that storyline come to you? Do you remember the moment where you went, ah, now I've got the... <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it, it was always going to be about seeds and the fact that you, I, I just love seeds. They're so magical. You put them in the mm. ground. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to me that you get it, name any seed, you put it in the ground and a green thing grows. Like, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. true magic, right? <laughs> so mm. I love that concept of seeds and I wanted to weave it in. And I thought it was going to be a story about how the tree was lonely and it, there was no companion. And it was mm. going to be, that was the main theme, which it has in the story. But then, yeah, I guess halfway through, I realized that there was a deeper thing that I could talk about. So that, yeah. that you've been surrounded by as well, haven't you? You know, like yeah. you say, through your interviews and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I love, I, I love hearing how musicians write. Um, I, I got buried in well, the you podcast love about you creativity, but, right? but like, the creative, yeah. you know, the creative process, and also just recognizing that how everyone has a very different creative process. Um, yeah. you know, and and the inspirations yeah. come from different places, and people's approaches are completely different. And um, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of hearing, and it's also yeah. inspiring, I think, to hear how people create because so often we have a perspective in our head of what a creative what what we would label a creative person which is probably us identifying someone who's more creative yeah well that's <laughs> you know, like that's it, an interesting yeah. point because when i introduce mm. myself if i say oh i'm a lawyer which i am like i'm a partner in a law firm yes but then yes. i've written you know like what is creativity an and my challenge mm. to the people listening is that each of you can be creative in your way whether that's Absolutely. painting or writing mm. or poetry or you know name your particular bent we all have creativity within us and i think it's a misnomer to say well those are the artists over there they're the only ones who can create art so that's another thing i'm trying to do is break down the barrier because i i read it out at a conference the other day um like 100 people there and i thought i'm just going to end my talk with reading the story and someone came up and said i've written a story i've never had the courage to publish it but as if you can do it, I can too. You know what I mean? So that was yeah. a really special moment. And then the other thing is that what I'm trying to do is think, how can it be a stone in the pond with the ripples? So there's an amazing exactly. piano player yeah. named Matthew Goldsworth. He set up mm. Youth Arts New Zealand. So I reached out to him and I said, could I contract you? I'm paying you to create music to reflect what this story is about. So he's now written a piano piece, which um, I'm going to have on the website. And then Jamie Small, the designer I mentioned, I've worked with him. We're going to have a website where you can go and you can type a memory of someone who was the apple tree in your life. So it'll have an ongoing legacy, you know, like it will, a way to participate, I guess. The music will be playing. You can type some memory and continue that conversation so oh, i brilliant. hope it resonates with people and that it's something that oh, i'm sure you know 
they can get yeah. behind and and obviously it's like I don't have a budget for it. I'm just doing it. So yeah. uh, I need people yeah. to but, help me but, to spread the word. <laughs> so yeah. Steve, that, that that helps one of the levels the book works at, right? But it works at two levels, as we said at the beginning. Mm. You know, it helps people understand that they're the apple tree and it helps you recognize the apple tree in your life, right? Whatever so that is. The yeah. people that you're working mm. with in the impact community, right? This helps them understand that even though they're not seeing their fruit, um, you yes. know, they're still having an impact. Yeah, um, that's exactly that's, right. And that's why I put that at the end. Who yeah. is the apple tree in your life? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And, but I also want people to realize the, the person who wrote to me um, and really made me think, oh, I should do this. Like, she's an amazing Wahine woman working in Wellington in government and different things. And mm. she wrote that she had cried when she finished reading the mm. story. And mm. I thought mm. if it can help that person to realize that what they're doing matters. She said basically she'd had a week of meetings and mm. felt like at the end of the week that it yeah. it was just pointless. Like, why am I banging my head against Jeez. another wall? Yeah. But wow. then she thought, <laughs> actually, you know, it does. It, yeah. I need to yeah. keep going because it will have an impact. So. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And the other obvious point to make, right, is clearly you need to recognize that you're an apple tree in this impact far now as well, right? Like I'm sure everybody listening in is making that point. You yeah. wrote the book, um, but it actually gives us a great opportunity to say, you know, thank you for everything that you're doing as well. Mm. And it would be hilarious. I, I wish I'd thought of this. We could have written your name in it and send it back to you. Who's <laughs> the apple tree in our community? Well, Steve, it's you, mate. Thanks to the podcast and the conference and yeah. all the work that you're doing. Um, Got to ask you though quickly, who's the apple tree in your life? Oh, that's a great question. I I have to go with an obvious one, which is my parents. Um, yeah. You know, I I just wouldn't be who I am without mm. the influence of my mother and my father. Um, you know, it makes me emotional thinking about it mm. Um, mm. because they lived they've lived lives that will not be recorded in newspaper articles. You know, they that's right. they've yeah. lived lives of service. They they joined the Peace Corps, which was set up by John F. Kennedy in the 60s. They wow. went and served in Chile. They ended up in Rome for a while. They helped Indian tribes in Washington State. And then they came to Aotearoa, New Zealand. So I think for me, their example has been something that has always resonated, you know, that I hope I can live up to what they set as an example. Mm, um, yeah. And then and then from my perspective, it's actually a really simple equation. We none of us will be here forever. Yeah. I have the yeah. energy <laughs> to do yeah. what I do today, right now. So I need to be given to take another parable, which is it's actually like a biblical parable, but it's a parable of the the sower and, and the talents. You know, I'm giving you five talents what will you do with it? Will you bury it or will you multiply it? And it's mm. the same question that I think each of us can ask is you have 24 hours in a day. Elon Musk has 24 hours in a day. Everybody has the same amount of time that we've been given. When you're 75 or 85 and you're reaching the end of your life, will you look back and think, I did everything I possibly could with the time I was given um, and that might involve watching less Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, what, what did I do? And so I yeah. want to be accountable with what I've got. And so that's the underlying, the foundation, you know, that's what's motivating me. Yeah. One of the most profound books I've read around that is um, 4,000 Weeks, which yeah. is a, a really popular um, Bookman. Yeah. And he talks about we are time. Yeah. Not we have time, we are time. And and we we always joke about um he he has a, a new 
acronym called JOMO, which is the joy of missing yeah. out, which is, <laughs> which is where if you accept that you've made a decision to yeah. do something, you've made the decision not to do a whole lot of other things. And you should probably either, if that's grating you, you should probably ask yourself why, or you should just accept that you've made the decision we've made the decision to sit here and have a conversation with you we could be doing something you know you like everyone makes decisions yeah. all the time yeah. and so why are you making those decisions and if you've made the decision just accept it and enjoy being in that moment it's it's it's, it's deeply profound yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we catch ourselves with jomo and I was, yeah the in the book thing is is the same you know like we can we can listen to yeah. thousands of podcasts you know in our lifetime but there's hundreds of thousands we don't we can choose to read books and there's books that we don't read yeah. and that's fine but it's the, it's, but again it goes back to this right it's the timeless wisdom stuff the stuff that we really like is that you know and 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 the work that we're doing you know we're seeing this overlap between greek philosophy stoicism yes, Eastern philosophy I mean, and it yeah. comes together beautifully and it's all the same old same old stuff right you know yeah which is, which is reassuring and terrifying <laughs> yeah and then just riffing off of what you're saying um, i love this conversation and one of the things that strikes me is that i was challenged recently just be careful that you don't try to do everything yes. i thought that was actually a really good challenge i appreciated that someone said that to me because the danger is that you end up spreading yourself very thinly across yeah. everything and yes. you don't actually do anything with depth so one of the things that I'm going to have discipline on, or I've told myself I will try to have discipline on, is being very careful about what I say no to and what I say yes, yes to, because yeah. I want to make sure that the quality of what I'm doing, like I'm working on a book that I'm going to share about a little bit later after lunch in a session. I want to get that really deep. I want it to be meaningful. And I want to be careful that I'm not doing 15 other things that yes, are shallow. Yeah that mean I'm not so here's, getting um, to that. Speaking so, of the, the power of books, so a great book, Essentialism, there's, a, there's the diagram of, like, do you put your energy into lots of things and move little things, or do you put your energy and go far on one thing? And I was like, oh, this is, you know, like this, this is the stuff that we've got yeah. sitting around us. Steve, Steve, Pete's just given us the, the time warning. So the time we've got left, you can take three books with you to a desert island. What are they, what are well, they? let's do one. Let's do one. No. One each. Let's do okay. one each. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay. You go. We'll start with one and then we'll see how far we go. Okay. So I, I have an obscure choice, which you yeah. probably haven't heard of, but that's a good thing, right? Um, it's an author named Annie Dillard. Um, mm -hmm. She won a Pulitzer Prize for her book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. And it, it, was, it was written in the 70s. Um, I have a small connection in that she went to the same university that my mother went to on the East Coast of America. My mother was, I think, one or two years ahead of her. Um, but anyway, Annie Dillard, she's an amazing nature writer. Somehow she goes deep where you don't expect it. So the book is her um, living in a cabin beside a little creek, and it's her reflections. It's things like there were moths going around a flame today and and here's what I observed. And wow. so it's very, it's an obscure choice, but I really love the way that she weaves in nature and, and deep thoughts as well. So yeah, yeah that would be my, my go-to. <laughs> you, right, you got, got, Oh, I don't, come I, on. I, I seconds. don't know. I, I, I would resonate to an, yeah. an, like I would, people who know me would probably go, he's going to say a nonfiction book. Yeah. But I know there's a whole series in this, but I just lost myself in Harry Potter. And it sounds very cheesy, 
I would quite happily take one of those books and and that would be it. You know, like I, and I had the pleasure in of reading that without seeing the movies. So I only read it in recent years. And we read the books end to end in the series, me and my wife together. So and you've just gone, we yeah. go from one book to a no, series. No, but I mean, no, but I mean, any one of those books. He does books, this all the time. On anyone, <laughs> he doesn't answer the question. Right. But any one of those books, because yeah. uh, of the, the creating the world in your head is very powerful. So go. Uh, oh, look, uh, if I could only choose one book, it'd be Zen on the Automotive Cycle Maintenance. Okay. Because well, I, I just read it. I re- it's a book I read every five years and get something different out of it. Yeah. I know it's a very boring choice. Uh, it's not even a very well-written book, but it is a book that's had a huge impact on my life. Yes. There are a few that are worth rereading yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was what's interesting, what's what next? resonates with you and then what stays with you, like that pilgrim yes. at Tinker Creek. I think I read it when I was 20 and it had an influence in that it, it made me look at nature differently. You yeah, know, yes. that that everywhere there is beauty. When you're walking in a city street and mm, there's concrete yeah. on the path and you see a little weed you know to call it that coming up there's beauty in that and so it opened my eyes to a new perspective and that's what i love about books yeah Mm. well this this is a great place to wrap up first of all there's beauty everywhere second of all there's beauty yeah Yeah. you're gonna you're gonna (laughs) your impact's gonna resonate in ways you you don't know and third thing there's universal wisdom and choose carefully how you spend your time because how you spend your hours is how you spend your days which is how you spend your life correct oh man I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this love has been it. great, Steve. Thank you, man. I love. Thank this you, book. guys. It, really if appreciate you're, if it. You're watching it, get a copy. Give it to your mum. Yes, <laughs> make her cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you soon. Uh, thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks, Sean, Carl, Stephen. Um, thank you so much for uh, such a great dynamic conversation there. I think that was really good bringing together uh, two really kind of uh, inspiring podcasts. Thoroughly recommend you go and check out Two Free Two um podcast um to very degrees sorry um for for me personally um a couple of the key things is i found it really interesting uh sean asking you Stephen, around what is your apple tree and just kind of the power of whakapapa um and also what you talked about around kind of this fact of that we all have the power to be artists right and kind mm. of overcoming these barriers of perception well you're a living um, example there too pete so yeah, oh, yeah. thanks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think for me actually, like uh, art was actually one of my biggest fears in life growing up. So yeah, was, me too. But I me over yeah. overcame uh, in my my late teens. Um, it was drummed into me at school. It, yeah, it was yeah. Art. And now it's coming out of you at the drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone, right. we are going into a little wee morning tea break. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about books. I think it's a great topic, and I encourage you to check out their podcast. You can find the link in the description. If you enjoyed our reflections about books, then why not pass it on to somebody else? And if you'd like to find out more about The Apple Tree, then just drop me an email or have a look at the website link that's in the description. It's at theseeds.nz, and it's just in the process of launching. There's also going to be a website where you can leave comments and reflections about who The Apple Tree is in your life. Until next time, kakiteano!